Well, today, uh, the name of the message that I have is Personal Vision or a Personal Roadmap. And um, the reason I give a name for a message is the same reason we have uh, a personal roadmap is, number one, the name of the message gives the parameters of what we will and we won't be talking about. It gives us a de destination to be reached or to achieved and a stopping point that means that we have an accomplishment. And uh, so anyway, it's kind of like the message is like my personal vision. It helps me get to where I'm going. And once I get there, I know that I'm there and I don't have to go any further. Now, can you imagine getting on a road and driving like I'm going uh, from Virginia to St. Louis and I get a road map and it says take 70 and I take 70 and I keep on going on 70. All of a sudden I'm in Kansas and I'm going, well, I'll get there soon. Well, I need to know where I'm going and I need to know what, what I'm doing. So a uh, vision is very important. And the definition for vision today would be a uh, vision is our directions, our destinations. Our vision tells us what we are to do, what we are not to do. And visions can be in two ways. One, it can be man's vision. It could be my vision or it could be God's vision. And what we want to reach today is God's vision. We want to know what God has for us. We, and the question today is, do we have God's plan for our life? Do we know it? Do we know what God has planned for us? Who we are and what we are to do? Can we articulate it or communicate it to others so that they would know who we are? Now, I just want to throw this out to you kind of real quick, just a, a part of my personal vision. And I, I want to let you know it's a lot of I, 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 because my personal vision is what God is telling me to do. Your personal vision would be what God is telling you to do. And we got to realize that there's other people who our vision will meld with and work with, but God has given us a personal vision, a thing that, that we are called to do and designed to do. So for me personally, I am a five-fold minister. I train and equip the body or the saints for their ministry so that they might reach their full potential. How do I do that? By releasing and bringing the saints into the glory where they are transformed. How is that done? We do that through worship, preaching, teaching, and prophetic proclamations. We also release gifts and anointings, training the saints on how to operate in those gifts and anointings. And I give a safe place for people to grow. That's part of the vision that God's given me, and we operate in that, and we do that, me and my wife. We, get, we have our own personal visions, but we have a vision that we co-mingle together, and uh, so we work and we warfare together. And so the um, question is, is really, why do we need a vision? Well, a vision tells us who we are, what we are to do, where we are to do it, with whom we are to do it with, and how are we to do it. And if we don't know 
these things, then we're going to be sitting around doing absolutely nothing. And so we need to have a direction. A vision is like a roadmap for a trip. And when we, when we are preparing for a trip, we know our destination, so we find out what we need. Like we're going to need gas. Are we going to need lodging? Are we going to need, how much finances are we going to need to, to accomplish this? What kind of vehicle are we going to need? What kind of food do we want? And so it gives us, we find out what we need. I, I, if I'm driving somewhere, I need to get a driver's license. If I'm, if I'm uh, uh, going to a train, I got to get a train ticket or a plane, I've got to get a plane ticket. So what do I need for the trip or to get to the destination? The next thing is, is it, it, it tells us which direction we're going. Are we going north, south, east, west? Uh, you know, we can go around in circles and we're still moving, but we're accomplishing absolutely nothing. And God has a specific direction that he wants us to go in. Others may be going in another direction, but that is not our vision. That's not our calling. That's the neat thing about the body of Christ, because we're set apart. Some are hands, some are feet, some are ears, some are eyes. Could you imagine uh, an eye saying, oh, I'm going to uh, walk and, and step on rocks and stuff? No, no way. Can you, can you imagine a foot saying, oh, my vision is, is to help people see? No, but each one works together. And so we have to have the ability. We are in one in the body, but we have to have some diversity. And so what is your diversity? What are you called to? Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, like, I like with the roadmap idea, like I go to uh, AAA and they'll give me a roadmap and it'll give me, show me how to go to the place, the destination that I'm going. And that's a good thing. But, you know, sometimes there's a shift and a change in the destination. We were just down in South Carolina and we were coming back up and uh, uh, we were in North Carolina and we were taking 85 and I looked at my phone and my phone has this thing that tells me whether there's accidents ahead or not and it says there's accidents ahead and so we actually changed our direction we got to our home later than we had planned but quicker than we would have if we would have took the route that we had uh, prepared to go so expect as we have a destination in mind God may shift and change our plans he may he may guide us to to a, a, a place I, I give you an example uh, today um, I'm driving down the road and, and I have my plans for how the day is going to go. And all of a sudden I hear this tick, 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 tick. So I pull over and there's this big old screw in my tire. So I need to get it fixed. And I go to, uh, the place that I go to get it fixed at, and I'm sitting down and I'm just kind of going over these notes and that kind of thing. And, uh, all of a sudden, this young lady comes and sits down, and we start talking, and uh, uh, God downloaded stuff to her and uh, just, just really touched her heart. And she said, I was planning on coming and getting my oil changed yesterday, and it all shifted. Well, God shifted our plans so that we could get together, so that she could get poured into, so that God could touch her. And I, I mean, I'm just excited that, that we allow God to change our plans. I could have kept on going with it in my tire because it was okay. It wasn't leaking, but 
I knew I needed to get it taken care of. And that diverted me to a place that I could minister to somebody. Um, so I, I like what the Bible says about a vision. It says, without a vision, my people perish, but he who keeps the law is blessed. And I like a, another translation where it says, without a vision, my people cast off restraints instead of perish. And, and what, are, what am I talking about, casting off restraints? Well, if we have a purpose and we have a plan and we know what we're doing, there are things that we, good things that we don't do so that we can do what we're called to do. For example, let's take a boxer. A boxer, if, if he's got a boxing fight coming up, what, what does he do? He works out harder. He changes what he's eating so that he can lower his weight but build up his muscle mass. He changes the way he sleeps so he can't be out partying or he can't be out running around or he can't be out uh, just, just having fellowship with somebody, uh, which might be a good thing. But his plan is he's going to fight. So he restricts. He puts restraints on his lifestyle, even the amount of fun that he has on a daily or weekly basis will be cut down because his vision is focused not on fun, but his vision is focused on winning the fight. And I like this uh, uh, track that came out, and this has been this has been I've I've never seen the track, but I heard one of my preacher buddies that I listened to talk about it. It, it said. It might be good for them, but it's not good for you. And so things that are good may not be God's best. And sometimes good is the uh, enemy of God's best in our life because we may be doing ministries that we aren't really supposed to be doing. It's a good thing, but it's hindering us from spending the time and doing the things that God's called us to do to step out to fulfill who he's made us to be. And the question I would have for us is, like the fighter, when the fight comes up, he's ready for the fight. Now my question is, are we ready for the fight? Are, are we ready for what God's called us into? Are we wanting God, and I know we all are, God to open up doors? We say, God, you know, Open this up or open that up. But the real question is, are we prepared for that door to be opened? Are we ready? Have we put our restraints on for the vision that God's called us to be and called us to do? When the door opens, will we be effective because we put the restraints on to get into the word or to get in time with him or to do the worship or to do the prayer, or to do the things that God's called us to do. Have we been watching TV? There's nothing wrong with TV, but if you're watching TV and you're supposed to be uh, uh, meditating on God's Word, then uh, so you can fulfill God's vision, well, you're going to be lacking when that door opens. And the question is, is when the door opens, have we been putting this stuff into us and bringing restraints on our life so that we can fulfill the vision so that we will even be able to do the vision? 
I have a, a, a story of a few years back, quite a few years ago, but I knew God was calling me to go overseas. I knew God was calling me to travel. I knew God was calling me to just release the, the presence of God everywhere I go. And, and so that was good. And I had a, a friend of mine come up and say, we're taking a trip over to England and it's in five days. And I had the time I could, I could rearrange my schedule to be able to go over there and I, I could do that. But the one thing that held me back was I had no passport. It was a paid missions trip. Everything from, from, from getting to the airport to getting uh, uh, housing, food, everything was paid for. It would cost me absolutely nothing to do this missions trip. The only thing that held me back was I had no passport. I knew I was supposed to be traveling around the world, but I wasn't preparing for traveling around the world. I didn't have a passport, and I wasn't able to do that. When the doors open, sometimes because we haven't prepared, it'll close. Now, the question is, when we get a vision and we understand what God's calling us to do, what do we do with it? Well, in Habakkuk 2.2, it says, write it down, make it plain, make it simple. Now, one of that reasons is so that we can kind of look at it and go, okay, this is the direction we're going. But in Habakkuk, it says that it, so that others can run with it. In other words, God is calling us to go a direction, but there's others that are going to come along with us, and they want to know what direction we're running in. Are we running in circles? They don't want to, you know, if you're called into ministry and you say this is, we're, we're called into ministry, big deal. But if you say we're called into ministry to, uh, 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 to feed the poor, to do uh, uh, hospitals, to do this, to do that, to, people can join in and go, that's on my heart. They'll pour their time in. They'll pour their money in. And so what is the vision that we have? What has God called us to? What direction are we going? And when we get to it, will we know where to stop? Now, this is the nuts and bolts of this message. The nuts and bolts is, is how do we get or find out the vision slash visions for our life? And now why did I say vision slash visions? Because God is, usually has multiple visions for everyone. And it may be the, a season for this and a season for that. So we'll, not only do we need to know the visions, but we need to know the seasons. I had a, uh, a friend who was uh, uh, a deacon at our church, and he had five kids. And he was ministering, he was preaching, he was doing uh, really good things for the Lord. And God told him, he said, cut it down, stop. This is the season and time to minister to your kids. And so he, he cut everything down, and people were, were like, why are you resigning as a deacon? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And he said, God told me to. But he had a vision. People came against him even in his vision, but he had a vision. He knew what he needed to do. God was calling him to train up his sons and daughters for the kingdom of God. And so when they grow up, would that still be the vision on his life? No. Before that was the vision to be a deacon. Yes. And so we have different visions through our life, and they shift and transition. Uh, one of the uh, 
interesting things that I've, we've had is that I gave a word the other day uh, that somebody was to throw out all their old prophetic messages and God was going to be giving them new. And, and, and the reason was is because the, the, the messages that they were drawing on and they were grabbing from wasn't for the season. It was for a past season. It was already done with it. It was already over with. And they were grabbing uh, in, on things that, that weren't applicable anymore. And sometimes we have to just wash everything out and say, we're starting all over. God, we're, we're, uh, uh, what is the vision and the purpose for this season of our life? Now, remember this, God, it's God's vision for our life. And he made us, he designed us in Psalms 139, 13. It says he knit us together in our mother's womb. He, Ephesians 2.10 says we were designed for, for God's work. He puts talents and abilities even in our mother's womb. He puts them in us so that we can accomplish that which he planned for us, the vision that he has for us. Now, some people, they may have a, um, a real mathematical mind, um, and they're called to be a scientist, let's say. Somebody else may not be able to do anything well in math, but they're, they're called to um, uh, uh, just love on kids. And so our gifts and our talents are what the abilities we need to do to fulfill the calling that God has got for us. And God had plans for us long before we were created. He had this thing all marked out. Now, now the question is, is how do we get in line with what God has for us? And so I, I made a, a, a list of, of how nuts and bolts. How do we do this? Well, first thing is kind of a no-brainer. We ask God. <laughs> we say, God, what's our vision? What's the vision that you have for, for us? And, um, uh, and, and in the natural we should do this, make a list of our natural giftings. What do we do well? What have we been blessed with? Okay, make a list of the things that give us joy. What, what are we excited about? Some people are like excited about football or they're excited about um, knitting or they're excited about uh, evangelism, or they're excited about healing. And what are these things that, that are in us that, that, that gives us excitement? And what are the things in us that really drive us? And I said make a list, but need to make it real clear. Write it down. If we do it in our head, we lose it, we forget it. And, you know, you don't want to have everything up in your head because your heart will change things what you're thinking sometimes. So write it down on paper. Then what do we do? Again, ask God. Now, we may need to thin some of these out. God may say this isn't applicable for this season. Uh, this is applicable for another season. This is a, this is a thing of time past. You know, if you have a heart for, for uh, doing uh, the hurdles, and that's something that really dr dr drives you, but you're 65 years old, probably that season has passed. <laughs> probably should have done that, you know, and been, been that world athlete 30 or 40 years ago. You may be able to help people to do that, but you may not be able to physically be able to do uh, that. Um, so the seasons might change. It may be you were supposed to be, again, participating, and now you're supposed to be training. 
then what we want to do is we want to take those lists and get with a mentor. And what do I mean by a mentor? What I mean by a mentor is somebody who you trust in the things of God, somebody who you trust that when you share with them, they're not going to share with everybody else, uh, somebody who you trust that is for you that wants to see you succeed. And the amazing thing I found, and, and I found this every place I go, is a lot of people in the church aren't so excited about seeing you succeed. You know, they, 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 they want to see themselves succeed, but they haven't got to the servant's heart yet. And, and so when they see you succeed, there's jealousy, there's envy, and things get up and they try to discourage you from fulfilling your goal. So what we want to find is somebody who really is encouraging us. Even if we stumble, they encourage us to continue to go. Instead of saying, oh, look at it, you forfeited later. So we really need to have a mentor. And, you know, talk with them and say, what do you think about this? And after you talk with it, it's time to make a plan. It's time to make your roadmap. Proverbs 16.9 says, man makes his plan, but God guides your footsteps. Just like we were coming up uh, from South Carolina, our plan was to go 85, and it shifted. Be willing to, to, to shift. We still got to where we were going. It just wasn't the way that we thought we were going to get there. And God, trust God to guide your footsteps. Trust God that he has your best interests at heart. Trust God that when he says to step out of the boat, that the water will hold you. He doesn't want to see you get wet. He wants to see you propelled. And when we're making these plans, underline, 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 dream big. Take all the can'ts out of your mindsets. I can't because of, I can't because I've done this. I can't because I'm not qualified. Well, if you're not qualified, all that means is it's time to get qualified. Okay. If, if there's things that have happened, it's time and, and there's wounds and stuff like that. It's time to get healed, but take all those can'ts and take the off and make it a can. And I can tell you that God tells you to dream big. He wants you almost to exaggerate. He wants you to do even more than what you could think. And, and I got scripture by, by that. It's Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says that God will do abundantly above all you could ever ask, think, or imagine according to the power that it's work within him. So more than you can ask. If you can put it down, he's going to, more than that. If you can put it down, more than that. If you can, more than that. If you can imagine something, he's going to do it even better than what you think. And so write down, write it big. Make it, I'd rather shoot for the moon and hit the, hit the fence than shoot for nothing and make it. So we want, we want to dream big. We want we want the, this this uh, um, this vision to almost be a dream list. Things that you, you you're like, there's I can't see it happening, but this is really what I want to see it happen. And there's no way that it can happen, but 
I want to see it happen. God's put that want to see in you, and he's, he takes care of all the buts. I love but God because it's one way, but God. It's another way, but God. And God shifts the situations. All he has to do is get involved, and everything changes. And when we get this vision, we get everything written down, and we've got our path, and we've got our plan, that mentor or somebody with us, we want to have people walking with us. Uh, we want to have somebody to give that, that gives us accountability. And accountability is a bad word because it means that, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. But what accountability, what I'm saying is that if you're a fighter and you go and you, you get a piece of cake, somebody says, your, 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 your mentor says, you know, you're called, to, you're called to this fight and that piece of cake is going to hurt you in that fight. Not that the cake is wrong, but it's going to hurt you in the fight. You're called to be a fighter. You're called to do this. And what we want is somebody who's encouraging us to step forward in the giftings and callings, the vision that God's called us to. And, and when we stumble, they, they don't go, hey, look at you stumbling. They go, hey, this is what you're called to do. You're called to be, if you're being mean, they say, you know, you're called to be the nicest person on this earth. You're, you're, you're called to uh, uh, give favor to everybody. You're called to be a blessing everywhere you go. And, and so someone who really pushes us up and presses us in. And, and what, what happens is, first of all, most of us probably don't have a vision. And we don't have anything written down on what God's called us to do. Second of all, if we have that, we probably really don't have a mentor or somebody who, who, just, who just helps us to walk and be able to uh, walk through things. And if we have a vision and we have a mentor, we, we may not, very few of us will have that person, that accountability partner that's pressing us in to fulfill the fullness of everything that God has for us. And the scripture for, for having that is, is, we find that in Ecclesiastes 4, 9 and 10. Uh, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. And if one falls, the other will lift him up. But woe to the man who is alone, for when he falls, there is no one there to help him up. We all fall, we all stumble, we all fall short of the vision and call of God. But what God wants us to do is to be walking together, to be walking arm in arm, to be able, and, and he wants us to be the, the person that's not kicking, the, kicking those that have fallen down, but reaching our hand down and pulling them up. I know this as part of our vision. Every one of us that is a Christian, it's to love and to build up everyone around us. It's to be an encouragement, not a discouragement. Uh, you can put that on your list, and, and this is how I know that, that, that we are to do that. And uh, the Bible says this. It says that they will know my disciples because of the love for one another. It's not the love that we have for those people in the world. It's not the love for, that we have for the neighbor. It's not the love for the, we have those that are steeped in sin. It's the love that we have for the body of Christ. And I believe that God really wants to turn and shift that. He wants us to be able to, instead of 
trying to press people down, applaud them and to, to just press them in so that they might fulfill the goodness and, and, uh, uh, and fulfill their destiny. So let's get a vision together. Let's write it down. Let's make it plain. Let's get somebody who, can, who we can trust to really uh, talk it over and, 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 and trust that they know what God's saying. Let's get it together. And then let's start walking it out. Find someone who will walk these things out with us. And so, Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you have put these things in our heart. You put these things in our mind. And you will fulfill the destiny that you placed in our heart if we yield to you. Lord, help us to yield to you. Help us to walk the things out and bring the people around us that we can help and that can help us. Lord, we thank you for that. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen and amens.